Thanksgiving and welcome to the Total Soccer Show. My name is Daryl Grove and I'm joined by a man who once invited me to his family's gigantic Thanksgiving. His and name never again. is Taylor Rockwell. Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. That really was the biggest Thanksgiving I've ever went to. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely coincidental. That may also have been the last family Thanksgiving that my family had all together. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Is that my yeah. fault? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what a start you didn't know that, where that was going. But if, but I guess Thanksgiving is all about family drama to some extent, so yep. why not start off with that? <laughs> As mentioned on yesterday's show, I will be avoiding Thanksgiving family drama yeah. by escaping to England for, for the week of Thanksgiving. That's good for you. I wish I could do that because it just occurred to me that my mother regularly listens to the show, so I'm probably going to get a text about that introduction. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're nothing if not honest on yeah. the total uh-huh. <laughs> Which will be a part of today's show because yes. we're going to be going over the things that we are thankful for this Genuinely. Thanksgiving season. Yes, yes. no, so, no tongue-in-cheek weirdness mm-hmm. like yesterday. I enjoyed. I enjoyed yesterday's I'm, show. I'm, I'm checking my list one more time to make sure that's true. Um, yeah, there's no real tongue-in-cheek. There's a few sarcastic ones, but not okay. fully sarcastic. But yes, for the most part, it's things we're thankful for from uh, a soccer perspective, from the show perspective, or just from our personal lives. Uh, all things welcome, says you and me. Can I ask you this? Is mm. this a thing that people actually do? I've what been do to many Thanksgivings. I've never sat around and said. Here's what I'm thankful for this year. Uh, I've been to those Thanksgivings. It's it's a thing that I think people don't really like doing, and so no one wants to be the one to start it. But it's just I, awkward. I think it's awkward, but it's also a thing where, like, if you are too serious and too sincere in what you're thankful for, which is not a thing I'm worried about on this show, but I think it is a thing that people get worried about, then it becomes this, like, ooh, that was an overshare. Yeah, but then yeah. if you undershare, then it's a, like, I'm thankful for this great food. And then it's sort of like, yeah, okay, golf applause. And everyone's like, oh, damn yeah. it, I took that one. Yeah, so that was going to yeah. be mine. I'm thankful for this wonderful camaraderie. <laughs> and then slowly you get into, like, I'm for shoes, I guess? I don't know what I'm thankful for. Because my feet aren't gone. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you've learned anything mm-hmm. from the first couple of minutes of the Total Soccer Show, we're not worried about oversharing. Nah. <laughs> nah. Not our style. Shall we start with what we're thankful for we, then? Who's going to go first? Who's, who's going to bite the bullet first? I'll go first. And okay. I will say the thing I am most thankful for this year is the U.S. women's national soccer team. Okay. And that is because, Daryl, I'm going to read you some teams. And from my perspective or the general perspective, you say yay if you think it was a good season or has been a good season for them. You say nay if you think it's been maybe a bad season. So let's start with Manchester United. Nay. What about D.C. United? Nay. What about the Richmond Kickers? Nay. What about the U.S. men's national team? Somewhere in the middle. What about the U.S. women's national Yay! team? See, there we go. That is right. the bright spot in my soccer fandom this season. Them winning the World Cup, Jill Ellis getting to go out on top, getting her victory tour, but then Vlatko Andonovsky coming in and by all accounts being a wonderful hire, a great coach with everyone who's worked with him or has experienced him, and it seems like the U.S. women's national team has continued to uh, to hit the ground running or be running, I guess, if you're not yeah. even hitting the ground. just They continue to be running out in front, basically. Yeah, I actually had them on my list as well for giving me the experience of the only time in my life supporting mm. an unstoppable team. Right. Right. From the, the 13-0 win against Thailand, it just felt like we're going to crush everything in our, in our way. I've never supported a team like that before. Uh-huh. Right? I've had plucky wolves. I've had England had a, had a bit of a run to the, the World Cup semifinal, but it never felt like, oh, this is the team everybody watch out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think the most e- exemplifying moment of that, I believe it was Julie Ertz to Amel Majri, I think was it. And it was Julie Ertz saying after the game, you guys tried your best. Right. <laughs> it's the most like, that is hilarious and true and mm-hmm. brutal all at once. In my, in my whole life, that's the only time I've yeah. felt like a team I'm supporting can just 
brush everything aside. As yeah. a, a patronized Marjorie. As a pretty much lifelong Man United fan, I can't really relate no, with you that can't, one. Right, but, but, yeah, yeah. but yes, but it is, from a U.S. perspective, that was definitely the team that from the start seemed like, okay, they're going to dominate this tournament mm-hmm. unless something goes horribly awry, and it did not. So here we are. So plenty to be thankful for from yes. the U.S. Women's National Absolutely. Team in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk Wolves. I am thankful for, genuinely, Adama Traore's end product. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who has spent his entire career with people saying, oh, if only he had an end product, right? Because he's really quick. He's got all kinds of skills. He can seemingly always get past someone Mm -hmm. and get a cross in. But the knock against him was always, but that cross tended to go nowhere. Or it was like a desperate shot that hit the side netting. This season, 2019-20, Adama Traore has started producing right mm-hmm. he had an assist just this past weekend mm-hmm. he accelerated away i can't remember who the fullback was he accelerated away from a bournemouth fullback squared it for raul jimenez to score for his i think third assist of this season so adama Traore has figured it out and this is a player that you wrote a profile of what at the beginning of last season about how you thought he was going to be very key to what wolves were doing did i i don't think i did didn't you write didn't you write a thing for for george was it this season or the season before you wrote about adama Traore? i don't remember if, if you read that and my name was on it then yes i wrote that okay but i don't remember writing it. i thought i'm pretty sure you you did. I thought. I thought. I thought that was one at least. But if not, I mean, that's a player that you've been excited about for a while, right? Yeah. That has like finally come good. Yeah, because it is an incredible skill set he's got. Right, there are plenty of players who are fast, and plenty of players who've got like good ball control and trickery. It's really rare for someone to have both, right? So as soon as every time they get past someone um, and into that bit of space mm-hmm. by the end line, as soon as they start actually like finding their targets with their crosses. That's like thrilling as a fan of Wolves to watch that happen because there's not the disappointment followed by the uh, the excitement. Mm-hmm. If there's the excitement of beating someone followed by the, oh, I think a goal's coming, then it is, it is thrilling to watch Wolves play when that happens. And where are you on Wolves? Are you, are you thankful for them this season? Or are you waiting yeah. to see? They are fifth in the Premier League yeah? right now. I am thankful I for had a Wolves feeling you would be. this season. Yeah. Uh, I will say the next thing that I'm thankful for because I feel like you are slightly thankful for it, but in a very different way. I'm thankful for Jose Mourinho being back in the Premier League. League. Yes. It is good for I like us. Happy Mourinho. Yes. It is good for us as a show because he creates headlines. People want to hear about what he's doing, both on the field and off the field, and his disposition. But for you, a Wolves fan, I know there was a little bit of fear about uh, Nuno leaving. So yeah. Jose Mourinho taking the Tottenham job. Yeah. One less opportunity for uh, Nuno to be tempted. Yeah. Actually, Nuno's response was like, you know me. I'm not mm-hmm. interested. Yeah. I'm happy. As here. well it should have been. Yeah. As well it should have been. But for Mourinho coming uh, back to the Premier League to uh, going to Tottenham. Where I do again, I said this I think on the review show Monday with Ryan that like I do sort of believe the idea that he is recognized. There are some things about his approach to soccer that had to change. I think Daniel Levy is probably doing the same thing now and and kind of maybe recalculating on the way he's approached stuff. So I do think like it's it's as good of a in the middle. Yeah, I think a little bit, and I and I just feel like Mourinho changing it up a little bit in how like aggressive Tottenham were in their attack, but then also kind of just simplifying the approach and seeing what happened to kind of give them a base start. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that looked good, and it felt like happy Mourinho was fun to have back in the league. But I do also look forward to prickly Mourinho yeah, getting annoyed say, with certain players and moving them on. We might just be um, – we have a happy holiday glow after mm-hmm. the really good start. By the end yeah. of the end of the festive 
period in English soccer, yeah. he'll have played a lot more games, and we'll we'll see what's happening there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's probably it. It's a, it's a little bit that it is definitely a little bit. Uh, I asked you this yesterday, so now I remember it today. The BT Sport uh, coverage that he was doing, or like the analysis he was providing, I really enjoyed that as an insight into Mourinho that he can be very introspective, but also very capable of explaining his thoughts on soccer tactics and the philosophy of soccer. And it was just fascinating to see everybody else in the room shut up every time he talked. Yep. No one else was jumping in. No one else was cross-cutting or arguing back and forth. It was just like, what? what is this scholar saying? And it was a sort of reminder of like, for all of his flaws, for everything that has not gone right in his career and the times that he's blown up and made an ass of himself – He's still a very, very smart person who fundamentally changed a lot of the way soccer is played in the modern era. Yeah. So for that, I'm, I'm excited to have him back and able to watch him more regularly. I am thankful for Christian Pulisic's mm-hmm. start at Chelsea, and I didn't think I'd be saying that by end of November after the start to the season. Uh, yeah, no, did I? And, and it's interesting you say start to the season because I'm assuming you mean the way he's like kind of turned it around. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season, yeah. right? So if you just ignore that middle patch where he was on the bench and not mm-hmm. coming off, then you look at the totality of his start to the mm-hmm. season. It's absolutely magnificent. I would, I would, I would agree with you, and I would even take it from like like a, mo- a micro perspective. Shock of all shocks, that I'm going to go that route with it. That like, like there was the period where it was like, oh no, is this not good? And that he like turned it around and found a way through. It wasn't just like, oh no, he was handed a start and it was always fine. Yeah, he had to kind of. Of triumph and work his way in and now here he is starting in a big game against Man City yep. and will continue and to start. Even, even though they lost Pulisic I believe was kept on if not to the very final minute then towards mm-hmm. the end of the game he was not one of the players that got when I saw Mason Mount warming mm-hmm. up against Man City I was like alright that's the end of that's the end of Pulisic mm-hmm. it wasn't it seems like Lampard now believes that Christian Pulisic is what, not just one of his starting 11 but um, a key part of the team Yeah, and, and with that in mind because it I could s- have gone the other way right absolutely. and then the reputation of American soccer players sort of at this moment rises and falls with Christian Pulisic. Mm -hmm. Maybe only in our minds, but also maybe in the minds of, say, English football fans, maybe in the minds of English managers. And if Pulisic had gone to Chelsea and tanked or like just not ever been selected, then we we would not be um, having the high we're having right now. Right now, the reputation for American soccer players in England it's pretty good because mm-hmm. of Christian Pulisic. No, you're absolutely right because if you think about it from a like non-goalkeeper sp- perspective, it's like yeah, Clint Dempsey, like he was great at Fulham, but then he went to Tottenham, and like the narrative on that is like oh, the Tottenham thing didn't really work yeah, out, even it's though the big it, team thing, even right? though it kind of did. Yeah, now and we it, have a, this young guy performing yeah. at a big team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Yedlin didn't work out at Spurs, Howard didn't work out at Man United to have uh, Pulisic there. And performing well. And I do think in that game against City, there were a few moments where he was making runs that if his teammate hit it one touch faster or a half second sooner, he's in on goal or he's in a better position. And I think that continues to get streamlined and better as the season goes. All right. So what, what are you thankful for, Ted? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, a little like, overshare here and be a okay. little bit uh, bleak and instead, but like optimistic. Because I'm going to go, I'm thankful for the Butters quote about sadness from South Park. Because it, it's a good way of like when your team is bad. The quote is, his girlfriend has broken up with him. The goth kids want him to be sad because he's always so optimistic. They, ask, they say, don't you feel sad? He says, well, yeah, and I'm sad. But at the same time, I'm really happy that something can make me feel that sad. It's like it makes me feel alive, you know? It makes me feel human. The only way I can feel this sad now is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good. So I guess uh, what I'm saying is like a beautiful sadness. And I feel like that's a good reminder that if your teams, maybe four of your five favorite teams are all having very bad seasons, you have to have the bad times because it makes the better times that much better. So you're thankful for the bad times? A little bit. 
bit. Just in the sense that, you know, like, you, like, if the United States is always sort of okay and, like, you know, moderate going along and they make the World Cup, but they don't really do that much, it's like, yeah, they're just always there. They're an ever present fixture. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I guess in a microcosm, you've got the lows of Canada away mm-hmm. and then the relative high of beating Canada at home. <laughs> I'm not I mean, even joking. Like, like normally, beating Canada at home, it's just be like, meh. But this time around, it felt like it felt like there was a lot riding on it. I agree. Right? But I would extend that further to I look forward to maybe next year at this time or two years from this time when I jokingly say to you, like, remember when you had to try to sell me that Canada was it? Like, beating Canada was a good thing. And now here we are, like, on our way to qualifying for the World Cup. And, <laughs> and things will feel – I just knocked on wood because yeah. I'm that uh, superstitious. But, you know, you've got to have the bad year to have the good year eventually. Hopefully. Okay. Fingers crossed. I hope. I'm going to go have a drink. I am genuinely thankful Mm -hmm. for Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. the artist formerly known as iTunes, Apple Podcasts creating a soccer category. Mm -hmm. Not just because we're in it, but because I can click on the soccer category in Apple Podcasts and there's, I want to say, like 30 or 40 soccer podcasts listed there and they're all alive and well, Mm -hmm. right? We have cleared the debris of the soccer podcast that had five episodes in 2016 and mm-hmm. then stopped because obviously all those all those podcasts did not update and add the new soccer category we now have a proper soccer category on apple podcasts and i'm thankful for that not just as a producer of podcasts who's like the health of soccer podcasts is kind of affects my income mm. right but also as a consumer of soccer podcasts i can look on that page and find stuff to listen to mm-hmm. yeah i'm also thankful for apple podcasts as a whole uh if you don't mind me piggybacking off that one for a moment no, just to say that there was definitely a good long while when somebody would ask me what i did and i would say i do a podcast and they would just look at me sort of blankly i would still get the like is that like a blog do you do a blog uh-huh. for a living like does that make any I money i didn't ask you what your hobbies are <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i and i do think with the rise of like large podcast networks like um, uh, Gimlet and Wondery, and then yep. you've got like very notable podcasts. Uh, like, Did you say cereal? I'm leaving. Uh, no, I was going to say breakfast cereal uh, <laughs> to, to not have to say it. But yes, yeah, cereal was invented podcasting, the very first <laughs> podcast that ever existed, and then we all learned from it and learned how to do it. Um, but I just like I appreciate that it has become so much of an industry that. I don't feel so sheepish when when, yes. when my wife's coworkers ask me what I do, and I'm like, yeah. I do a podcast, and so, so like, the, the mainstreaming of so. podcasting is yes. kind of what mm-hmm. you're thankful for. A little right? bit, yeah. It's getting there, right? Yep. It's getting there. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this should be. I think Nielsen often measures stats of like how many Americans mm-hmm. have listened to a podcast in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the stat they should be starting to use is um, how many of your parents have heard of podcasts. <laughs> Uh, right now, I think for me, it's one of my two parents has heard of podcasting. <laughs> one of my two parents listens to podcasting. Both of them have heard of them. There you go. Not sure my That's dad 100%. entirely knows how to make it work. <laughs> we'll find out if he also messages me about the introduction to this show. <laughs> what else have you got? Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to be serious one more time. Should I go serious or should I go le- less serious? I'm going to say Daryl Grove sitting across from me and looking as good as he does because ah. that was not a given. And I am going to be very serious for a moment and probably uh, cry a little bit. But like – it's what we're coming up on ten months since your initial hospitalization. Uh, January twenty second. Yeah. So yes, there we go. Yeah, and like there were definitely some times when you you lost a lot of weight. You were in the hospital for a while. It was a, a little bit scary. There you, was didn't, a, you didn't like my skinny look. No, <laughs> I did not. I definitely tried to pretend like I did. <laughs> um, but no, I think the thing for me was that like because. Uh, it's like what happens. This is the best way I can explain it. It's like what happens with couples in weight gain, where you see each other every day, so you don't notice, and then 
Thanksgiving uh, uh, trend continuing when your parents show up and they're like, whoa. And you're like, oh, right. I've like put on a few pounds and it's noticeable. Like, I think it's just that I didn't really notice it because I'm in the office with you so much. Yeah, yeah. It was other people being like, is Daryl okay? And like, it was just like, yeah, what are you talking about? It's Daryl. Like, he acts the same every day, which I say just to say that like that is who you are, that you didn't really – like there was never a I can't do this or like I just don't want to do this right now. You never played a cancer card. I don't think you even know what a cancer card is in order to play it. So that I did you- once to get my wife to go to a very specific restaurant in Boston that had a line out of the door, but I, I still fair. wanted to <laughs> <laughs> how did you use it? Were you like, well, we don't we, know how many times I'll have this opportunity? We'd just been to uh, okay. an appointment to see uh-huh. if we could get on the clinical trial. Uh-huh. And I kind of used it. It wasn't quite mm-hmm. playing the cancer card, but it was like, hey, I was like, this is the thing I've been looking forward to. Um, I really want to go here. Do yeah. you mind if we just wait in this line? It turns yeah. out the line was only like five minutes. In the there you end. go. Yeah. Um, so that's the only time, but that wasn't with me. And with this show, <laughs> you have you have – kept it up you have been as energetic and engaging as as possible more so than i thought humanly possible and i mean that genuinely Aww. that y- your positivity has been a source of uh continued inspiration i'm not looking at daryl anymore because if i do Aww. i will instantly start tearing up but it is definitely the truth that i'm very thankful that you are here and looking as good as you do because this is definitely the best you've looked i think in like five months oh thanks there you go my friend um, so all right, uh, i'm since... thankful that you are here and i'm thankful that uh clinical trials exist right yeah, yeah. well since we're talking about this mm. i had on my list that I am thankful for the way you've supported me this year by filling in. I'm looking away again. <laughs> filling in when I, when I had to like be in hospital or just taking days off from chemotherapy and keeping the show going. I really feel like the thing I've heard from a lot of people is that Total Soccer Show hasn't missed a beat despite me missing being unavailable for, for mm. big chunks of it, right? So I'm really aware that you've carried a, a bigger load than 50%. Um, and... And weirdly, the show was even better, so that actually makes me a little worried. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm I think really, many, 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 many people would beg to disagree. Uh, but I am really, really grateful that you've sort of helped me get, get through this this year. And same token, before before Taylor bursts into tears. Uh, I'm just mostly now I'm annoyed that I made this table so wide so I can't hug you from across the table. <laughs> but just know that I'm hugging you up here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm. We'll, we'll pivot and say as well, I am really grateful to all the supportive yeah. messages and stuff I got from listeners. And really, really grateful to everybody who supported financially through the GoFundMe mm-hmm. because the clinical trial that you just talked about, the only reason I was able to do that out of state, out of insurance network, is and like, traveling out mm-hmm. of state as well and getting accommodation and all that is because people contributed to the GoFundMe and it gave me this like uh, cushion mm-hmm. of money to be able to say, yes, I can take a gamble and try this clinical trial, which so far so good is, is working. Um, and, and not to put you on the spot with that, but I, I should add that many, many, many people sincerely have asked me how that's going, not the clinical trial, but the fund. So yeah. I, I think, like, are you comfortable with saying that, like, if there comes a time when maybe we need to refresh that, then you'll mention it, but for now you're okay? Yeah, I'm about... Is that, is that yeah, okay? Am I putting your business in the streets? There's about half of it left. Okay. I've spent mm. about half of it on uh, the various um, mm. fees and other stuff and clinical trial travels and this and that. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, um, if, if things get bad, I'll, I'll be sure uh, to mention it. This is where I hope my father listens to this episode because he genuinely does ask me that like once every other week. Oh, really? Like, what does he need? Is he okay? What's he, what does he need? Is he all right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's usually some form of that. He's he's very concerned, uh, as are most people. So I need, I need your father to show up and support our team on Sundays, as he does. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. Uh, but for now, I, and then I would just like uh, chime in just to say that I, I also am very grateful for the community that rallied around you, but us continue to support their show, continues to listen. Really, anybody who listens, anybody who spreads the word, and even the people who, uh, who engage with us, I'm going to say from positive all the way down to like somewhat negatively on Twitter. Not, maybe not <laughs> negative to very negatively, but I think it's a reminder that like – 
people listen, which is like I go back to when we first started and we would have loved to get five replies to a show that we put yeah, out. Right. And it's, it that is would have meant at cool. least five people listened. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's it, it never – isn't cool to me when we hear from people and meet people when we go to different places for different yeah, yeah. reasons to find out that people listen. I, it may seem like disingenuous if people meet me. I am genuinely blown away anytime anyone's like, oh, listen to the show. I'm like, what, how did you find it? You live in Seattle, though. Like, how did that happen? It's, it blows my mind on a routine basis. Oh, it seems like mm. a good point to Probably. Uh, introduce today's. Kind of forgot we were even doing that. I was just in my own little world. Today's advertiser. Mm. Today's show is sponsored by mm-hmm. sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Mm-hmm. When I talk about Dollar Shave Club, I can't stress enough the quality of their products. Mm-hmm. I really can't stress it enough because I've never been disappointed when having a shave with Dollar Shave Club, brushing my teeth, washing my hair. Um, what else? What else do they do? They got all kinds of stuff. I mean, they they make me realize what I'm supposed to look like. <laughs> what I'm <laughs> I'm thankful for that like my wife usually has to be like man the beard it's a little bushy the beard's a little bushy and now like like once you routinely see like what the facial hair is supposed to look like and what you know proper grooming is supposed to look like you then have that baseline of like oh no I have deviated way too far away from that so I'm thankful that Dollar Shave Club helps me with that but then also helps me maintain that look with the various shave products that help me keep the beard lines right they keep uh, shave bumps down they keep the skin exfoliated with the prep scrub Daryl I know you're a big fan of that one I am uh, so much that I'm not going to go into it again because I feel like people have heard it a million times instead I I'll will just use I'll use it this morning I'll use it tonight yeah. I'll use it tomorrow morning you use it till the day you die yeah. <laughs> he says it aggressively <laughs> uh, I'll say it uh, the way you say it I'm thankful for the tooth care I like their toothbrush. I've yeah. talked about it many, many times. Uh, I continue to love that toothbrush. Tooth yeah. Is that what it's called? Isn't you say tooth? Oh, tooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I'm think pronouncing tooth- it like your people. I don't think it's tooth care. Toothbrush? Dental care. Dental care? Yeah. All right. All right. Dental mouth- care for your tooth? We call it the mouth brush. Okay, the mouth brush. Yeah. There we go. The mouth peg brush. <laughs> the mouthy brushy stick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right now, if you want to put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test or including, try their, their mouthy brush. The mouthy brushy stick. Yeah. <laughs> their ultimate shave starter set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, the shave butter, the prep scrub, prep the scrub. post-shave dew. The best part is you can try it for just $5. After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash TSS. Mm-hmm. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash TSS. Thank you very much to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring today's episode. We are very thankful for that. I am very thankful for our local league, the Central Virginia Soccer Association, the oh, yeah. CVSA. Ooh, uh, so we're in the personal segment of the show here. Yeah, right? yeah okay. well, I think for maybe one or two more, and then I'll All keep right. it moving. Uh, but like, I'm with, not complaining. With that league, it's really easy to remember when you're frustrated by losing, or you didn't like the referee, or you just had a bad game, or whatever. How amazing it is that we have that here in it Richmond. It is incredible. It really is. It has, what, eight or nine divisions mm-hmm. of about ten teams each. Yep. It has multiple fields around the city. You get a referee That's and the one. two assistant referees That's the one, for man. every single mm-hmm. game. The fields are, like compared to the, the absolute marshes I've played on in England, yep. the fields are magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the best soccer league I've ever played in. I'll guarantee it's one of the best in America. I, I feel like it has to be, in, uh, not just in like per capita numbers, but just in how well run it is. And yeah. that's very amazing that we have so many dedicated people here in Richmond who care that much to have a board and have board meetings and people 
turn up to voice their opinions yes. and vote, and it's an engaged soccer community. We, but, we do our part by turning up and not voicing opinions. No. <laughs> not sidetracking yeah. meetings. That is also an important thing, is turn up, vote, but be quiet. <laughs> and maybe just have your beer and be quiet. It's a bit. <laughs> um, but the, the referees thing, I really want to drive home, because I have played in leagues that did not have referees, and I have played in leagues that did not have referees to enforce roster rules. Mm-hmm. And there's a very big difference between playing a team when you've all checked in and you're like ready to go versus playing another team when they're like, we need four players, and they ask the team that just played if they can have some people stick around, and you just don't get the sense that it's like an actual game, an actual competition. It's more yeah. of a, like, oh, this is sort of glorified pickup, and the one in D.C. that I played in had one ref at best, and so just having all of the structures in place to just show up and play organized soccer that is run well and well-organized, yes. uh, it's a pretty amazing thing, so I'm very thankful for that. So thank you, everybody, who mm-hmm. runs the Central Virginia Soccer Association. Um, I, I've got some personal ones as well, but I'm going to pivot us back to sure. um, big picture mm-hmm. stuff. I am genuinely thankful Serginio Dest yep. chose the U.S. men's national team. Mm-hmm. That felt like it could have gone either way. It felt, I don't know if it was actually this way, but it felt emotionally like we'd lost him for a little while. The mm-hmm. first, when he first turned down the call up in October and said, I've got to think about this. It really felt like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. It's going to be tough watching him play in Orange for the next 15 years. <laughs> um, but the fact the – f- I, I think mine – it's indicative of our uh, disposition that that was where you went, whereas mine was I look forward to ignoring the Dutch national team for the next 15 years. <laughs> but you would have seen him on TV at uh, some point, right? Yeah. Probably like marking Christian Pulis to get for game or something. I would have, and it would have been the same way that I now approach Jonathan Gonzalez with Mexico of like, is he in the squad? Yeah, it's right. He's not in the squad. <laughs> But then you feel like that was, in many ways, mm-hmm. the beginning of the um, upturn in the narrative. It was the first bright spot. The yeah. first bright spot after mm-hmm. a rough few months with the U.S. men's national yep. team. And it's, I was going to say, and it's like a happy coincidence that the U.S. then beat Canada and then uh, comfortably uh, beat Cuba. Mm-hmm. But beating Canada, Serginho Dest was heavily involved. Yeah. He played right back and was sort of a key part of moving possession upfield, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah, Serginho Dest choosing the U.S. men's national team. Genuinely, genuinely thankful. I think a lot of the credit goes to um, Tab Ramos mm-hmm. and all the work that was done with the, uh, the U-20s and even the U-17s before that, where, from what I understand, it was what Dest forming friendships with mm-hmm. uh, the players in the, the age group national yep. team. Yeah, we should be thankful for Tab Ramos as well while yeah. we're at it since he's moved on to Houston. Uh, we'll still watch him, but we don't have quite the connection to Houston as we do, say, the U.S. Yeah. Uh, youth national teams. But we're thankful for Tab Ramos for coming on our show all these years ago and yeah, then yeah. Uh, being being a, a lovely person the few times we've seen him since then, but then also just doing a very good job of making Sergio Dest choose the United States. Yeah, we quizzed him about Jonathan Gonzalez when he was mm-hmm. uh, on, on stage with and us. And he tolerated it. He, tolerate, <laughs> um, he certainly did. While we're talking American coaches, I'm going to say I'm very thankful for Jesse Marsh uh, and mm. his career trajectory because while we have young Americans coming through the ranks. We have some Americans getting consistent minutes, and we have Christian Pulisic being a potential star, maybe possibly potentially future at uh, yeah. Chelsea. Like, it's nice to know that there's also on like the slightly less talked about right now, at least, track of Jesse Marsh being at RB Salzburg, managing a Champions League team. It seems like there's a very decent chance that he ends up taking over the Leipzig job uh, when uh, Julian Nagelsmann moves on, but yep. there may also be other suitors along the way before that even happens because like he got a draw against Napoli in the Champions League. It's like really caused problems for uh, Carlo Ancelotti, and anybody who can cause problems for Carlo Ancelotti is destined for <laughs> greatness. So I just think it's like it's a it's a thing that is easy to not necessarily forget about, but kind of forget the significance of what Jesse Marsh is doing and what he might mean long-term to U.S. soccer. So I'm thankful for uh, the decisions he's made that have led him to managing Salzburg. Could you guess how many points clear he is in Austria right now? Like 40. At the top of the table? 
one really that's yeah. it Uh-oh. if you want to get invested in Jesse Marsh it might be worth getting invested in the Austrian Bundesliga title race who's so, second uh, Red Bull Salzburg are top and a team called Lask L-A-S-K are in second place gotta be honest I do not know who that is uh, nor should you because they're gonna fall off because I've decided that because if you replace one letter there they're last and that's where <laughs> they're gonna be okay mm. I am thankful that the UEFA Nations League wasn't a disaster <laughs> So the bulk of it actually took place in... Uh, I forgot how much you had like a vested interest yes, in the UEFA Nations League. Late 2018 mm-hmm. and then the summer of uh, this year, they mm-hmm. did the, the finals tournament. I was an early sort of... Um, I pushed all my chips in on the UEFA Nations League on this not being just a bunch of friendlies, it not being a waste of time. And I think I was proved right. And it's not just about me being right, but it's a little bit about me being right. <laughs> I didn't want to be wrong because I really love the idea of instead of just friendlies, 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 of us having some sort of tournament play to fill the international dates so that international dates like have some, have some feeling of importance to them, right? So people can't just complain about, oh, international law, da 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 You know mm. what I mean? Like having actual games that mean something. And I think the next time we do the Nations League, um, I think people will be even more into it because they will understand how it works because they'll have the experience of this last time around. Yeah. And I think because you're going to have like movement every time it happens, you're going to have some teams trying to get back into the top flight, some teams that maybe like didn't think they'd be in the top flight or suddenly in League A or whatever the designations are. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it, it, it will naturally create more competition and mm-hmm. more drive as the tournament ages. I think so, in Europe as well, they're going to expand it to four teams in the top league. Okay. Yeah, so that, a, lot, a lot of teams were spared relegation. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's a good way around it. I, I was really confused for a second. I thought you were saying like they're going to add more teams. And I was like, how does that work To the Europe? top league. Oh, yeah. no, I just thought you meant literally Literally, they're just going to add more teams to Europe. Like, you know, like West Wales, now your own national team. Why not? What could go wrong? Um, with, with the- West Wales, Golf Madrid. <laughs> um, with, uh, with the Nations League in mind, I would say I'm thankful. This is a strange one to be thankful for, but I'm thankful that we've got the Euros coming up. I feel like the Euros are always a super fun tournament. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure why, because you don't get like the massively di- like different teams with different tactics and lots of different players from all over the place that you get in the World Cup. But for some reason, the Euros, I think because it's a lot of smaller teams that we don't normally get to see, especially now with the expanded format, yeah. you get a little... Come on, Finland. Yeah, like, like ex- example, man, I watched Timu Puki this past weekend and I was like, oh, he's going to do so well for Finland. He can do that for Finland. No problem. And like, <laughs> it just, there's just those... He has done mo- nine goals in nine qualification games. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. See, but then like, like last, last iteration was when uh, Iceland became everyone's favorite team and that's when the Viking clap happened and now... Now that yeah. happens everywhere, and we are all sort of tired of it. But that's you like with every major competition, you have those narratives, those stories, and they're always really exciting for us to get to cover. So another tournament like that that we get to cover and watch every game, and that that's our job. I'm very thankful for yeah. that as well. Which also for us when we do mm-hmm. the Total Soccer Show, it's re- I, my favorite moments with the Total Soccer Show are when everybody's attention is focused yep. on one thing. Yeah. So this past summer, the Women's World Cup, because everybody was all in on that, and we could be all in on that. I mean, one, it, it's it's a beauty for our downloads. Yep. Right, because everybody's listening, but also it's not like our attention is pulled all over the place. We can just zero in mm-hmm. on okay, this is the most important thing that's happening. And, and I think I agree with everything you just said, and I would add to it that like I'm also really thankful that it's not TV because with it with a sports is it HBO, yeah, well, 
with that in mind, uh, that like there, it's not a show that we've been watching that we've been like recapping, and everybody's watching together, and it's this collective experience. Oh, but I then see. the final season is maybe garbage. Oh, it's HBO, <laughs> and so you suddenly feel like, well, was that all worth it? Whereas, like, even if a tournament isn't that much fun, there's always, first of all, it's an unscripted thing, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But also, it's just there's always interesting stories. You learn about new players, new teams to come, come to the forefront. Like big teams fall off, and it's all just very unscripted. But you never know what's going to happen, and I'm very thankful for that that it's not us like covering a tv show that ends up maybe not being very much fun to cover anymore you might have just cursed your 2020 i mean that's fine it's gonna be a series of nil nil draws uh unless one of the teams like forgets to show up because quote unquote they forgot there was a game happening it can't be as bad as that series finale (laughs) um okay i am thankful for i hate game of thrones now (laughs) i i got that i got that um i am thankful for the mute button on twitter (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, just in the office. But yes, also on Twitter, I would agree with that. Yep, yeah, it lets me sort of, if you see someone who's just straight up abusing someone, rather than me getting into an argument with them or having to hear from them ever again, can just click mute and, mm-hmm. and that's it. You never have to hear from that person again. There's the, it's the Hannibal Burris joke about, like, I really like Twitter. I really like it when strangers can just yell at me directly to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's and, – and it is – I used to not like it because I felt like muting somebody was, like, admitting defeat. Yeah. And in reality, it's just like, a, a defeat to what? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like a person who wants to yell at me for articulating an opinion about a TV. I'm going to get an angry tweet about Game of Thrones, and you know what's going to happen to that person? I'm going to mute him. I'm going to mute him hard, Daryl. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. So Leave me alone, Benioff. <laughs> It'll definitely be him. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's yeah. I'm I'm joking there, obviously, but because it, it's not like we welcome dissent, we welcome disagreement. But it's the well, if it's friendly, the ability, yeah. But yeah. the ability to remove people from your digital lives who are like just yelling and angry and want negativity and want drama and trolls, especially. Yeah. Bye bye. And I enjoy and that it, feature. And it makes more space for the fun, mm-hmm. enjoyable conversations that we can have. It on certainly yeah. does. Which is the only reason I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm there because I enjoy the conversations. Yeah. yeah, I'm not there to get yelled at. Yes, cosine <laughs> on that one. Um, let me look. Uh, soccer things. I feel like I've, I've gone through a lot of my soccer things. I've really struggled to find anything Man United related. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm grateful Danny to – Danny James maybe? Yeah, that's probably one. Yeah. That's probably one. And the youth movement as a whole. I mean you uh-huh. had a lot of youngsters playing this past weekend. Uh, I still don't I, – I, I will be thankful yeah, when, when they signed a director of football. Mason Greenwood scored this weekend. He right? did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was Greenwood. It was Rashford. It was Williams who had the, the lovely volley with his weaker foot. That was a really nice finish. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, a, it was a lot of babies playing for Man United. So I guess <laughs> that's a thing to be thankful for that they're giving youngsters an opportunity. I would say it's more so uh, by force that they don't have enough players. But Actually, it still th- works. This is a thing on my list. Not, so it's Man United, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea, yep. and to some degree Arsenal mm-hmm. are all giving young English kids a chance, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Greenwood and Williams um, at Man United. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rashford is one of those kids yep. from a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like a Chelsea, obviously, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount. Um, I've forgotten the centre-back's name, Tamori. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek when he, when he gets back. Callum Hudson-Odoi. Like suddenly, after English kids seem to have been held back a little bit, suddenly they're all, they're all getting games. And at Arsenal, you've got like uh, Reese Nelson mm-hmm. and uh, Maitland-Niles and the Willocks. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like suddenly it's... The, the opportunity is there. Reese James at Chelsea as well. I forgot there are two Willicks in for a minute. I thought you did your pet peeve of like the Willicks of the, the Willicks world. The Willicks of the world. The Aaron no. Ramsey. Yeah, no. The I Willicks don't... of the world are Chris and Joe. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, it is strange that like 
in my mind, it was only a few years ago, but it may well have been 10 years ago. But there was not too long ago that conversation about how, like, oh, there's not enough young English players in the Premier League. There's no English stars. It's all foreigners. Yeah. England are the worst team ever. And I, like, I really think if you look at that England national team right now, it is a lot of players that are kind of appointment viewing that like opposition yeah. fans will show up to watch play because they're that famous. Mm-hmm. And they're also, I, I would say, one of the favorites for the upcoming Euros. I'm going to knock on wood again to make Daryl happy, even though he doesn't believe in knocking on wood. But like, yeah, Three it, it's, it seems like only a few years ago we were like, oh, there's no good English players anymore. Now, yep. now I look at every team and I'm like, there are a lot of good English players these days. Well, we've accidentally stumbled into another one of mine. Then mm. that's England's depth of talent. Right. right. If you just take right back, for example, it used to be that we had Gary Neville. And and question mark, mm-hmm. maybe Danny Mills. Now it's Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Reese James. You could play Joe Gomez out there. I've just named six really good mm-hmm. right-backs right, that England have. And then like wingers, there was a time when we couldn't find a left winger in the entire nation. Now we have to pick, in a 4-3-3, we have to pick uh, from Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and maybe some other people coming through as well. Dwight McNeil, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Suddenly England just has depth everywhere. Yeah. There's even nice. even Must Tammy Abraham nice. as a backup Harry Kane. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so you're feeling uh, cautiously optimistic about Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even saying they're going to win Euro 2020 or something like that, but it's not like the desperate search to find 23 good players that it used to be. Now yeah. it's more about like who gets left out. And sometimes the answer is Kyle Walker. Yeah. We're leaving out £50 million uh, championship winning right backs. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to be an England fan. He could be a pundit, though. He was a match of the day pundit this past weekend. Oh, was he? I'd be and interested to hear what he has to say. Uh, he was good. The, the part that I did, like, sadly, is the, the part that stood out to me was it was Sheffield United versus Man United, and he kept having to, like, visibly correct himself because he's like, yeah, I thought United. Man United today. He kept calling them United, and then it was unclear which one he was referring to. That was that was great. But his analysis was good, was good and he had good rapport with um, Darren Fletcher, who was there. All right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Today's show is sponsored by Away Days, our friends at Away Days. If you go to awaydaysfootball.com, you will see all the clothes that <laughs> – clothes is the wrong word, right? Mm-hmm. Um independent branded clothes that Away Days Football has. Which they have uh, for both warm and cold weather. Here in mm. Richmond, it's deviating between being 30 degrees, and then I think this week it's going to be 66 degrees. Yeah. So they've got warm weather options. They've got cold weather options. They've got stylish hoodies and hats to keep you warm. But then they've got, say, the mystery kit, which is uh, nice mystery jerseys. Those can be warm in warm weather or cold weather. So it <laughs> works both ways. So, yeah, if you are unfamiliar with the concept of the mystery kit, it is exactly what it sounds like. You pay $25 or maybe a little less if you use the Total Sock Show discount code, which we'll tell you very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then B- Away Days Build Football. Build that demand, Daryl. Build yeah. that demand. The Away Days Football will send you um, a soccer jersey mm-hmm. from somewhere around the world, and it'll be a kind of a hipstery pick, right? Yeah, it's not so. going to be Arsenal Football Club. It's not going to be Spurs. It's more likely to be uh, like maybe second tier in England, mm-hmm. or it's going to be from Japan, or it's going to be from, I don't know, when you have the whole world to choose from, I'm struggling to choose a country. Um, I, for some reason, I always go Finland, but we've already talked about them. Yeah, that's And weird, I think right? you can't say Finland twice in the same show. What I will say about them is, I think you're absolutely right, it tends to be like lesser known, or at least not the majorly covered clubs. Like, I got River Plate, so I'm not going to say like lesser known, but definitely yeah. don't get as much mainstream attention. Um, but I, I agree with you that it would be a hipster selection if you went out and intentionally bought this like lesser known, lesser like not as heralded team. That's it, right? But because it's away days and it's sent to you, it's sort of an interesting approach to it because you get the jersey and it allows you to learn more about them if you want to and yep. then you have a bit more familiarity. But if you don't, you can just say like, oh no, it's this cool service. They send you jerseys from around uh-huh. the world and it like, you know, allows you to support different soccer teams and get into different soccer teams if you want to. So it takes the guilt out of being a hipster. Pretty much. Right? You don't Pretty have to go much. out and make a very self-conscious choice 
choice about a mm-hmm. non-mainstream soccer jersey. You yeah. just get sent one randomly. Exactly. Like, I, I would not have gone and bought a Oviedo jersey, but I will proudly wear one now that I got one sent to me by Mr. Right, exactly. Yeah, and then you can be me and Sid Lowe. We're best friends. Yeah, we're buddies. We're co-owners. So if you want to check out what Away Days has, and if you would like to get a discount, you can do so by going to awaydaysfootball.com and use the code TSS to get 15% off. One more time, that's using the code TSS at awaydaysfootball.com for 15% off. Thank you to Away Days for sponsoring today's show. They mm. are, I think they're now entering the, uh, the, the pantheon of longtime Total Soccer Show sponsors. Yeah, they are. Uh, we're going to go back to things we're thankful for. Another yeah. personal one for me. No more law school. Pretty thankful for that one. <laughs> Really happy that my wife... You were never in law school. I was not, but it felt like I was at times. Uh, I'm happy the bar is done. I'm happy my wife doesn't have to read books anymore. Those are just, uh, you know, we're just done with those. We don't allow books in the house anymore. We are having a law school bonfire party, I think, in a week. Wait, we're not burning books, are we? No, we're burning all of her law school notes. (laughs) The ones that she's not giving away, the stuff that she doesn't think anybody will use or need, we're having a big bonfire in the backyard with her law school friends. Beautiful. Yes. But it's, it's nice to, like... Like we were uh, like wandering around, like doing random stuff this weekend, and I think it was for her. It was just this weird world of like I don't have books to read and things to study. I can just like live a life. This is fun. <laughs> this is foreign. This is new. So I'm thankful that we uh, we have that again and no more book learning. Um, if we're going back to personal stuff, then mm. I will say I am thankful to PAR, our podcast <laughs> advertising yep. agency. Yep. If you've noticed an uptick in ads on the Total Soccer Show mm. in this year, it's all because of PAR. The people there have done a magnificent job of finding us advertisers and connecting us to advertisers. Yes. This is the equivalent of when the actor, actress like wins an Oscar and they thank like their family and their friends and then their business manager, you got to thank the business manager because they're the one who keeps it going. They are. And here yep. PAR uh, help us pay our bills, afford the studio, uh, travel the way we, we like to to attend certain events, which is another thing that I am thankful for. So mm-hmm. thank you to PAR. First class every yeah, time. But I'm also I'm also very grateful that we are if able. If I don't have an apartment on the plane, I'm not going I mean, yeah, that, that is the way it goes, right? Yeah. My, I did stare real hard at the, the like first class like $50 upgrade on the way back from Seattle. And then it was like, you get up to six inches more leg room and i was like i'm not i'm not sure that's really really worth it uh but but i am very I grateful did, I, when we went to germany i paid 39 dollars for access to the lufthansa lounge i wasn't told of this it was it was money well spent i imagine yeah. i had five hours to kill mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very pleasant way to spend five hours weirdly united didn't i was the worst me. dressed person in there that makes sense <laughs> no disrespect to you just yeah i imagine the luxury lufthansa lounge yeah it's a it's an exclusive affair the united one meanwhile it was just an old middle school locker that they just shoved me into and close the door. It didn't feel like it was that special. I'm not really sure why I signed up for that. But <laughs> someone just robbed you of twenty dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they would just come by and say, "Your flight's delayed," and then they'd walk on. It was <laughs> it was not money well spent. It was not money well spent. I would not say I'm thankful for that. Even PAR could not get United <laughs> as a sponsor on the Total Soccer Show now. <laughs> nope, they sure could not. Uh, but while we're talking about the trips, uh, I went out to Seattle. I met Joe Lowry. I'm thankful for Joe Lowry. Uh, right. He's going to be doing uh, an MLS tactic show yep. uh, this coming spring when MLS gets back underway 2020 but having but like getting to know him better having him on the show it's been great to have another person who nerds out about ta- with about tactics the way we do yeah but then to meet him in person and have him be very fun very outgoing very uh, engaging played soccer with us and it was good times all around so it was nice to uh to not have a person who was just like yes I like tactics and I'm gonna stare away <laughs> and not talk to you anymore it was good, it was Joe, good to have the Joe. can Joe Larry play yeah, Joe's yeah. good. Yeah, he 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 undersold himself, uh, and I think he was very very aware that Bobby Warshaw was out there looking for Megs. So I think he was trying really hard to make sure that did not happen, and I believe he succeeded. So in that regard, he won. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I am. Oh, sorry, I just did one. So no, I think I, I, I'm thankful for jail. What you got? Oh, okay, you're right. Um, mm. I am thankful for. Every, so this is when we were researching our pro rail show mm. that we just did for um, Soccer 101. Go find it. Spin-off podcast. Uh, search for Soccer 101 in your podcast player, and you can listen to it. Um, it got me thinking about lower league American soccer and how many people are. Yep. Just running teams and losing money. Yep. And how many players out there are playing for not that much money? Yep. So it genuinely made me really grateful for everybody out there who's making lower league soccer happen with no expectation of getting rich. They're really doing it for the love of the game, which mm-hmm. I know is the title of a baseball movie, but um, I think it really applies here. Yeah. There's a lot of players, uh, maybe coaches, definitely team owners and staff who are making lower league soccer happen um, almost completely from a, like – uh, passion and just wanting to make soccer happen. Yeah, I mean, and I would extend that to uh, podcasts like uh, River City '93, the the podcast here in Richmond yeah. uh, about the Richmond Kickers. I would extend that to like, USL League One Fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Capital Combustion, uh, yeah. which was about Lansing Ignite. I- I'm assuming they're going to do Ford Madison next year. I think is last I saw. We'll see what they end up doing. But just also like Elliot and Chenier here at uh, the River River City '93 podcast. Like people who care enough about the- their local teams, their local leagues, to go out there and cover them and really be dedicated to what those teams are doing day in and day out. Yeah, like it, it. It's the that type of motivation that helps grow the game and helps it keep growing from there. Because people complain about major league soccer, mm-hmm. but imagine a world where that was the only soccer available in the United States. Then we'd really, really, really be in trouble if mm-hmm. people in the lower leagues weren't willing to make lower league soccer happen. That is true. Would we still have Matt Doyle though? Because I'm thankful for Matt Doyle as well. Yeah, I think we still have Matt okay, Doyle. Cool. Yeah. All right. As long as, as Matt Doyle is still around, just burning people and trolling people. Uh, yeah, as long as Matt Doyle has access to Twitter, we're good. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if you'll appreciate this or not, or if you'll appreciate this, huh? but my favorite Matt Doyle exchange of all time is someone telling him, I don't follow you for your political takes, and Matt Doyle's response being, I don't, I don't follow, follow you at, at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my Twitter highlight of 2019. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed him giving all the credit for the U.S. playing well to the number of MLS players being called in, I oh, think, just yes. knowing that he was trolling people. Uh Somehow that doesn't get a mute because it's hilarious trolling, but, uh, but, but I'm good with that. I'm thankful for that. Uh, while we're on total, totally – or while I'm moving us into totally trivial things that I'm thankful for, my new Milk Frother steamer. Oh, yeah, buddy. What? Oh, yeah. Milk Frother steamer, man. I yep. haven't seen it in the office. It's, yeah, and you won't because it's my why, new baby. Is this why when I go to the coffee shop, you are now asking me for lattes mm-hmm. to bring back lattes? Oh, no, you I mean, seem I've, to have become a latte addict. Uh, no, I've always enjoyed – I've always enjoyed latte. I've always wanted to be, be a black coffee drinker. Yeah. But like I can do that – if it's a background activity, if it is a, like, I want a thing to drink, black coffee just doesn't really do it for me as much. I know that's blasphemous to many, many people out there. But latte, you know, you get this, the steam milk. It's all delicious. It's fine. But no, the milk steamer itself, when you add that to the coffee, what it's it terrific. Like? What's a milk steamer? It's like a, little, it's like a little, like, black tube, and you pour the milk in, and then you turn it on, and it spins it, so it whips it up, and then it also heats it at the same time, so it comes out, like, steam milk with foam on it. Oh, yeah, my friend. You're so bourgeois. I mean, yeah. That's definitely true. I'm, I'm aware of that. I also do a soccer podcast for a living. So, yeah, aware of that, too. Um, I am thankful to everybody mm-hmm. who took a chance on Soccer 101. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The majority of the Total Soccer – numerically, the majority of the Total Soccer Show audience um, has – Followed us over there and downloaded Soccer 101 and given those episodes a listen. And the feedback has been really, really 
good. Um, there are still some people who haven't followed mm-hmm. us over there because the number of downloads for Soccer 101 is slightly below Total Soccer Show. But the majority Get it together, jerks. The majority have gone over and listened, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed. Um, I'm just really enjoyed doing it. Not least because I love doing the Total Soccer Show with you, but I also think. Definitely variety is the spice of life, mm. right? So to just do something fresh and different and for us to still do what we do, which is talk about soccer and get deep into the details, but just to do it from a slightly different angle, from like a more timeless angle than a newsy mm. angle, to me it's freshened up the whole year and made yeah. me just um, – uh, I don't want to say reinvigorated my passion for doing this because I had it anyway, but it's added an extra 10% of passion to have a slightly different project to work on. Yeah, I, I would I would, I would say from my perspective, it's like it reminds me how much stuff there is out there that I find interesting because I think when we get into the like we're like game review, game preview, like listener questions, what's the news of the day, Champions League review, yeah. you kind of get into the same rhythms. Yeah, I mean, and I love it all, but it's the same. Yeah. True, but then like going back and being like, well, why is it called the touchline? Why is Johan yeah, yeah. Cruyff so good? Like those moments, they, they lead you to other topics that lead me to how other could topics. How work? <laughs> right, exactly. But the, just also, like, there's, I have a whole list of very esoteric uh, Soccer 101 topics that I would like to do someday. And they all co- come from a sort of, like, the Wikipedia rabbit hole of, well, what was the Hesperia mutiny? Well, yes, I do want to hear about other times that teams revolted against their manager. There's a whole list of them. Well, let's find more. Yeah, exactly. See? And that's what happens. And then you the end five up. Five biggest team revolts of all time. Yeah. That's a Soccer 101 episode. And then you end up having to find ways to explain to your wife that you came to bed at 4 a.m. because you were reading about weird. Uh, history of soccer player revolts yeah. instead of going to bed and drinking lattes while you did it yeah it's usually bourbon but yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you got any, i've got a couple more that i'm thankful for have you got anything else no i think that's about it okay i want to um, i ended on my milk frother you mentioned um uh the, the local league we play in the mm-hmm. central virginia soccer association i want to say i'm really grateful to um our team this year mm-hmm. uh thp is yep. the team we we play for we've had some really really dedicated people and have. one big shout out i want to give I sometimes listen to total soccer show so you might hear this is dan degnan mm-hmm. dan degnan was there for i want to say every single game except maybe one when he was out of town and when we missed games dan degnan is the guy that mm-hmm. um, stepped up and organized things for us he still literally has the rosters and the jerseys uh from from a couple of weeks ago yes. so if dan degnan is listening thank you we are genuinely i'm going to speak for you because i think oh, I'll you speak for myself because i'm the one who Usually has to just because I like I have a car. Daryl doesn't drive. This is the only reason why Daryl's not like a lazy or anything like that. But I end up having to haul the jerseys and the balls and the equipment. Yeah. So yes, when I was out there and Dan got that lovely, lovely privilege, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, I'll just pack a light bag and I'll be ready for my game. It was nice to not have to do the frantic panic every morning of like, yep. do I have everything laid out? Do I have all the jerseys? Do I have everything? Do I have right. the backup number? Do I have the backup this? I appreciate Dan for that. Yeah. Yes. And so, also just, you know, leadership, yeah, uh, calmness, stepping up, picking people up, dropping people off, tackling people in midfield, mm-hmm. playing smart passes. Yep. Not all of those in sequence. They <laughs> usually happen in different organ- orders. Yeah. But yes, D- Dan was uh, immense this season. So yeah. And many of us. We're really grateful for everybody who was really committed to the team mm-hmm. this season. Yep. 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 I think I've run out of things to be thankful for. Yeah, it feels weird to have to end the show like that, but but I am with you other than to say that there are many, many, many other things that we are obviously thankful for. Uh, this show could go on for like four hours and we could just keep <laughs> going back and forth because I would keep finding stuff that would either make Daryl agree or look at me quizzically yeah, until yeah. I explained it. And even then, I would still might get the quizzical look. Okay, well, I've got a final one. Is I'm that? thankful for you, Taylor Rockwell, for taking the time to talk to me today. Right, they got you, buddy. And listeners, we genuinely are thankful that you listen to the Total Soccer Show. We put out so much 
content and we're always really grateful that people are willing to listen to all the stuff we put out so thank you for listening have a happy thanksgiving and we'll talk to you again on the other side we